0: I want to make your sign reading for the next few months as the Lord give direction. I want you to start reading. We'll continue in our theme about the shepherd and sheep. And I want to assign your reading John chapter 10. Start reading John chapter 10. Amen. But today I want to call your attention to Daniel chapter 3. Well, I will share briefly with you this morning Daniel chapter 3 and verses. 15-18. through 18. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel is one of the major prophets of the Old Testament and Daniel is the apocalyptic book of the Old Testament which Daniel has to be studied in conjunction with the apocalyptic book of the New Testament, which is the book of Revelation. So, a lot of people jump into Revelation, and never read Daniel, but Daniel is the apocalyptic book. Apocalyptic means unveiling of God's divine purpose. So, when you read Daniel, you need to read it in conjunction with the book of Revelation. So Daniel chapter number 3, verses 15 through 18, when you get a chance to read all of this, this is uh, my pivotal text that I used 47 years ago this past Sunday night when I preached my first public sermon 47 years ago this past Sunday night. So if you have it, say I have it. I have it. This is the word of God. You need to know the word of God, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Whatever translation you have, let's just read verses 15 through 18, and then I will share with you. Okay, let's read. Now, if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the clarinet, flute, harp but psaltery, Delcomer, and all kinds of music, ye shall fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye f- worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine own hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve or to worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Amen. The grass withereth, and the flower faded, but the word of our God is going to stand forever. I'm going to talk about real faith always wins. Real faith always wins. You may be seated. Real faith. Always wins. It's football season again and, and everybody now is focused on their favors or their favorite team. Whether you're longhorn or sooner or Crimson Tide or whatever but the emphasis is on winning. This is what drove me to the Christian faith when I was lost, seeking reason to live, reason to exist, was in the Christian faith, I was told that in every situation, I'm a winner. Being a former athlete, I never liked to lose. I, I never, if I was, even now, if I'm playing uno with my grandchildren, <laughs> amen, I still try to strategize so I can win, amen, because I don't like losing, amen, amen, that, that the Christian faith, that, 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 uh, that in this context, this morning, Nebuchadnezzar, you see, God keeps his word. God had warned Israel and Judah that if they didn't repent of their sins, he was going to chasten them. Now, as a believer, you can't lose your salvation because, first of all, it doesn't belong to you. But God will chasten his own. God is the only parent that can whip his children and you can't sue him for child abuse. He's the only one that can shake you up and can't nobody arrest him. And God had told Israel, never told Judah, that if you didn't straighten up and fly right, I'm gonna chasten you. That's why I'm very careful when I pray for people, cause if you a believer, what you going to could be God whipping your tail. I mean, God could be, amen, amen, amen. God could be God whipping you. You a child of God and living like you a devil. Amen, that could be God whipping you, trying to get your attention and they got real quiet right along in there. Amen. You drank it and smoked, and then try to holler hallelujah on Sunday morning. That could be God trying to get your attention and so God took them, uh, used Nebuchadnezzar to uh, chasten them and now they are in Babylon and you read all of this uh, the prophecy was given about Nebuchadnezzar so he got ahead of God and went ahead and built his own statue 90 feet tall nine feet wide. You see, Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. A whole lot of people complain about our president, President Trump, but Trump is not a long ranger in his pride arrogance. There's a whole lot of arrogant people right at church this morning. Too stubborn to bow their heads. Too stubborn to say, Lord Jesus, have mercy. Yes, I don't need no help. Yes, you do. Amen. And that pride won't, won't let you say I'm wrong. You, you, man, you could change your marriage this evening by going home. You ain't got to wait this evening. Just soon as church over, tell your wife, baby, I've been wrong. And I'm going to be a better husband. Will you give me another chance? That's all it takes. Some of y'all are so stubborn. Your wife walked out. You want to call me, Reverend? Can you pray with him? Huh? You should have told her you were sorry. Amen. <laughs> that pride, amen. That pride, the arrogance of never turning. The arrogance of our president who said he was the chosen one. And I'm not rough on him because that's the way I was before I got saved. A prideful, arrogant dude. I was the best basketball player. Couldn't nobody beat me, and couldn't nobody tell me nothing. When I went to college, I didn't go to college to learn. I went to college to play ball because I thought I knew everything. All right. Well, amen. Well bless his name. Amen. amen. Some of y'all married to a rascal, you can't tell him nothing. Come on. Pride. Well, bless his name. Nebuchadnezzar a Pride said. Look at the arrogance of this rascal. tell when you hear the sound of the music you got to bow down and worship the idol that I built. (laughs) You see Satan is jealous of our worship of God. Matthew chapter 4 verse number 9 Satan said all these things will I give thee if thou fall down and worship me. See worship is a lifestyle. It's not something we do that we relegate to Sunday morning for an hour and a half, pretty soon. Matter of fact, pretty soon, most churches no longer even try to have church Sunday school and a whole lot of churches no longer trying to have church because a lot of Christians, we just too busy nowadays to worship our God. We can't give him two hours. We so busy doing nothing. And God said, I got a way of getting your attention. I'll let a few more shootings take place. Amen. He got a way of getting our attention. If if God don't have your attention now as a Christian, you may not be saved. God is trying to get our attention. Well, bless his name, amen. Amen, This, this, this king, this arrogant dude. But look at these three Hebrew men. First of all, verse 17, deal with the confession about God's power. See, every believer must know the Word of God. That is discipleship one on one. I told you guys 25 years ago when I came, and everywhere I pastored, I always try to have Bible class to get people in the book because a lot of people would do better if they knew better and and see and see what you confess determine your victory or failure. See, uh, uh, Proverbs 18 and 21 said, Death and life." Is in the power of the tongue. What you say, look what these guys said. They said, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you confess determines your success. If you're in a jacked-up job, stop talking about it being jacked up. Amen. Just say, I got a great job, but I'm looking to do better. Amen. If your marriage is on the rock stop talking about your husband or your wife Start saying god don't bless us <laughs> yes. if worship is not the way you think it ought to be just still say anyway god can deliver me yes. 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 you got to confess it whatever you confess will determine your destiny Amen. if you confess you're nobody you will be a nobody you got to confess these hebrew men in the face of overwhelming uh opposition said the god that we serve is able to deliver us you you got to say i'm sick but god can heal me i'm 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 broke but god can give me money you you whatever you confess that's why i'm so happy every morning i get up every morning i get up i start saying that this is the day That the Lord, I'm not going to let nobody, no thing bring me down, because the God that I serve is able. He he may not come when you want him, and he may not do it the way you want him to, but sometimes you just got to shout on the ableness of God. God can do it. So, amen. Well, bless his name. You got to to go ahead and confess it. Our God that we serve is able. I may be, you may be single, but say God is able to give me somebody. I may have a jacked up job, but God is able (laughs) to give me a better job. You you have to confess it in the midst of, of the challenges of the fiery furnace. You have to go ahead and confess, uh, God's power may be sick, but God is Jehovah God is Jehovah's niece. Whatever I, I may be troubled, but God is Jehovah Shalom. He can, he's a God of peace. Then not only that, that's why you ought to stop. I don't hang around these negative talking folk. Amen. God bless you. You look a whole lot better going than coming. Well, bless his name. I didn't hang around no losers. I don't hang around no losers nowadays. Talking about it. ain't nothing. What, what? Stop all this old negative talk. Confess. That God is able. Amen. I dare you say God is able. Amen. 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 And then, and, then, and then notice the conviction. See, that's why some of y'all get messed up before church is over with. You start hanging out with these folk or on the telephone, texting you, what's going on? Well, you ought to be here. God trying to do something in my life and you text about where I'm going to eat for lunch. Amen. Have a confession about God's, yes, God can fill up this building. Yes, God can do anything but fail. <laughs> then secondly, look at the conviction about God's presence. Every believer must have two spiritual bucket lists. The do's and the don'ts. You got to first of all say, I will pray and read my Bible daily. I will be faithful to St. James. I will give my tithes and my offerings on a regular basis. I will be a witness for Christ. If you're in college, you ought to say, I will finish school, (laughs) amen. And then you got to have a I will not bucket. I I will not allow anything or anybody to take me away from worshiping God. You look good, Joe, but no, I'd rather have Jesus. You look pretty, Barbara, but uh uh-uh. I'm staying with Jesus. I'm not going to use drugs. I'm not going to take God's name in vain. You got to have conviction in your life. And if you don't, you won't last till the water gets hot. Amen. You got to have conviction. You're not going to happy hour. No, I'm already happy and I need more than an hour. Amen. Well, thank the Lord. Amen. you're gonna keep your 60 minutes. I need my, I'm already happy. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I don't need what they got. I need, you got to have conviction in your life. Some of you are gonna be challenged this weekend. You're gonna go to some of these little barbecue you got. And I know barbecue, we say that's East Texas barbecue. I know it's barbecue. But again, you're gonna go and they're gonna have some liquor laying around. You wanna drink, Deacon? Mm. You wanna drink, Reverend? Mm. <laughs> You want to drink choir member? And you got to have conviction to say, no. You you got to have conviction about what you will and you won't do. Then, Then thirdly, look at the candidate for a miracle. Verses 19 through 25. When you are in a fiery furnace situation, stop fretting and falling out. You are a candidate for a miracle from God. When when you get in a precarious predicament, when it looks like the only way you can look is up, don't throw in the time. Because at that time, you are in a position and you are a candidate for the miracle working power of God. If I never had any problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them and through it all, it's it's, it's in that time when the furnace is burning. (laughs) It's in that time when people said God is dead and ain't no use in going to church no more. It's in that time when you are a candidate for the miraculous from God. When the doctor walk away and say ain't no hope, then God said, yes there is. When, when, when you are sick and can't get well. When you don't have no job. When your husband walked away and left you and your family. You become a candidate for a miracle from God. God God steps in in the darkest hour. They wouldn't bow down. So you read all that. Never can a guy angry. Never make a decision when you're angry. That's why some of y'all outdoors now, you popped off. Don't tell your boss where to go and you don't have your check, amen. Don't tell your parents nothing and you ain't got nowhere to go. Don't be talking that trash to your wife and you ain't got nowhere to go. I don't need you. Well, yes you do. You don't have nowhere to go. That Nebuchadnezzar made a decision, angry. And look what he did. Look at the mistake. See that? That's why you always count uh, ten, a or hundred, or depending on who messing with you, a thousand, uh, maybe two thousand uh, before you make a decision. See Nebuchadnezzar in Nebuchadnezzar in his anger made a decision. Heat the fiery furnace seven times hotter. He had thought. He would have known better because the number of seven is the number of perfection. He should have never fooled with seven. If if he had said he did six times harder or eight times harder, he might have would have won, but he should have never messed with the number seven. Number seven, at the end of seven days, God rested from his creation. In the book of Judges, there are which is the seventh book. There are seven departures from God and seven times the people repented and seven times God delivered them. There are seven voices from the cross. There are seven deadly sins. There are seven divine gifts. There are seven churches in Revelation. Seven spirits in Revelation, seven golden candlesticks, seven stars, seven lamps of fire, seven horns, seven eyes, seven trumpets, seven thunders, seven crowns, and seven last plagues seven veils seven kings and you got seven holes in your head you he should have never said seven <laughs> because when you say seven you you count in the power of God so Nebuchadnezzar put those three men into the fiery furnace you see the devil think he's doing something but really he's just setting us up for a miracle, we Call called Meshach, Meshach and Abednego. Come here, fellows, come here, uh, Meshach, Meshach and, used to say a bad Negro, but come here, and they in these three in the fiery furnace. Yeah, do them in the fiery furnace. Come here, Dr. Nelson, come here, Dr. Nelson, put them in the fiery furnace. Y'all just stand there back in the fire, they getting a circle, just standing in circle, yeah, back in, and, 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 and he messed with the number seven, and then, we see, if you stand for God, it may get hot, but you won't get burned, if, if you stand for God, it may get tough, your feet may get wet, but you will never drown, and so, they messed around, these men standing for God, and then, stand right here in the middle, they, when you move when you fool with God's people stand in the middle nebuchadnezzar man got messed up and he looked in the fiery furnace and said lo did i not put three into the fiery furnace and lo i see four and the fourth one looks like the son of god Somebody give him praise. (laughs) If you stand, uh, he'll stand with you. God bless you. May God bless you this morning. I said he will. You just keep on standing, even in the fiery furnace. Because Lord, Jesus will be with you. Your faith will win. You may look like you're losing, but if you stay with God, He will take care of you. I've been preaching this book 47 years. I've been standing 47 years. I've seen the lightning flash, and I've heard the thunder roll. Fence and breakers, dashing, trying to conquer my soul, but I heard him say, still fight on, for he promised never to leave me, never, oh, never. God bless you. Are you gonna stand in the fiery furnace? I'm gonna stand because if you stand, he will stand with you. May God bless you. Won't He do it? Uh, Have you ever been a fiery furnace? Won't He bring you out? Uh, Won't He heal your body? Won't He turn it around? Yeah! 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 He will! Yeah! He will! Uh, (laughs) Go <laughs> Brown. God, that but listen you don't know what it takes for me because you haven't been with me 47 years up and down down and out in and up and they said i wasn't gonna make it six weeks but here i am because i'm standing with jesus somebody say i I, I, I know it's seen the cost of free his eyes on the yeah! uh, 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 uh. real faith always win let them laugh at you you still be faithful because it's not over until God says it's over it's not over until God says it's over. If you stand, He'll stand with you in the fiery furnace. That's why some of us start shouting just thinking about what God brought us out. Said we wasn't gonna make it. People prophesied there ain't gonna be nothing. You kept on standing. And it got hot. God will see you through. I bless you today.